In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Happy Monday, beautiful friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Claudian. And welcome to Shokran Very Much, the podcast. This week we're talking about other gods in our lives. So today we're going to talk about everything. <laughs> no, no, really, we're going to talk about everything, but only everything that we worship instead of God. Um, so in an overstimulated world that distracts us from our main priority and goal, it's tough to follow and obey the second commandment, which is uh, to only worship one God. That's like the gist of it. Um, this episode is really exciting because we're going to complete a set like trading cards. I didn't really know what to compare it to, but today we, are, we complete our set of a Water Brothers episodes, because our guest today <laughs> is none other than Jacob Awato. How was your week, Jacob? What's up, Natalie and Claudine? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on your podcast. We're really of happy course. to have you. Okay. We're going to start. Icebreaker time. Yeah, with an icebreaker, but we wanted to make sure it was very suited to you. Okay. Do you want to ask it? Go for it. No, no, you go. Okay. Yeah. So it's, who is the best NBA player of all time? Wow. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Oh, that's solid. And what made you guys want to choose that as my icebreaker? Um, I hate basketball. Well, really? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's like a well, Well, Jacob does player. this thing. Do you want to say what you do? You do this thing. Yes. What thing? Just a very small account. Really small. Not that important, you know. Just, what is it called? Shout out to. Shout out to. <laughs> uh, so I run a basketball page for fun. Mm-hmm. But this why this is an interesting topic because that takes a lot of time oh, in my okay. personal life. Yeah, so yeah. it can't be like another god in mm-hmm. my life so yeah but what, what is, is it, it called, called? <laughs> should i shout it out right now on your yes, podcast yes yeah i'm giving you the time to shout it out it's called it's called hoopsaw h-o-o-p-s-h-a-l-l it's yeah. great it's really nice and he has a basketball podcast i do but it's not as big time as this <laughs> no, shout please. out to shout out to shukran very much <laughs> guys if you guys saw the setup that they have going on right now you'd be very impressed and and you, you, it's awesome like it's a lot of time and effort that they put into just doing this episode. And so, oh, thanks, Jacob. Yeah, man, we got <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> okay, let's just let's just start. Go for so, it. So let's start off with like a definition of like what type of idol we're talking about, and that it's like an idol is when something or someone becomes more important to us than God. Um. So the second commandment is not talking about like literal idols. We're talking more about figurative ones, and that could be like our phones social media, even, like, friends and family, our appearance, and even ourselves. And the Bible verse is Exodus 23, um, which is, you shall have no other gods before me. And kind of, like, how can we avoid making these, like, having these idols in our lives? Because I think that, again, as you said in, like, the intro, we're very overstimulated. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. always checking my phone because I have to for school or whatever. So how do I, like, avoid and like full focus on god like how do i do that especially since lent you know to be honest it's it's a like it's a really hard question because there's like the theoretical and what we know versus what we actually do so in our own lives like you said we live like we live in the age and in time where like we're always checking our phones we're checking our emails we have like all this like social media going on and there's like a lot of noise right and it's really hard to like hear god's voice amidst all the noise um, I think personally for me, it's when, like, when I go to church or especially like now during Lent, where there's just like a like a little nudge to kind of wake up, 
like turn down the volume just a mm-hmm. little bit to try to be like more aware and receptive to God's voice in your life. Um, I mean, over time, of course, you'll have less distractions, you'll have less attachments to, to things around you. And I think that's like ultimately how uh, like you'll be more receptive to like not having to, to God's voice and not having other idols in your life. But it's like a tough question. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one quote that I found by Mother Teresa. She's great. Um, so she says, we need to find God and he cannot be found in noise and restlessness. That's the quote that kind of made me say that in the intro, like overstimulated. Because sometimes, so you said like, oh, money and our phones and all the things that we think of when we think of other gods. But there's like little things that we don't think of. Like I heard um, that I heard someone say once, it was very fascinating, that sometimes prayer itself can be an idol. Hmm. And that's when you like prioritize your, okay, I really got to work this right because I don't want people to be like, don't pray. Um, (laughs) But um, when he said that like if you prioritize you like praying the right way that that's traditionally how you're supposed to pray or prioritize getting a response from God rather than just loving him and just having that relationship with him, then your prayer life itself can be like a roadblock mm-hmm. in your path to a relationship with God. Yeah, like that's a great point because you think of just some saints in the church. Think of St. Pashoy. Like when he mm-hmm. was told that Christ was going to appear on the top of the hill, right? And all the monks were running to go meet Christ. Mm-hmm. And he like, instead of just doing the normal routine, he stopped to carry the old man. And that was Christ on his shoulder. Like everyone was fixated on, oh, I need to go do this thing to meet Christ. Like it's so obvious. But he was like different. Like Pope Carlos was a hermit in the world. And he left his cell um, and he left his monastery for the sake of seven other brothers who were kicked out of the monastery. Like, And he became, eventually he became Pope. So he forsook his own spiritual life for like those around him. So that's a great point. And Mike, uh, Mike Hanna always talks about that a lot, about not making... Like, anything can be an idol, even my own spiritual life, even my own service. That's who said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Mike. <laughs> was, shout out, Mike. Shout out, Mike. But, like, and it's true because you don't realize it, right? It's scary when the, the things in your life that you think are good, like, that are not obviously bad, mm-hmm. those can be idols in your life. So it's, it takes discernment to really, like, understand and know and self-reflection to, like, just take a step back to analyze and to be like, okay, is this really... Like bringing me closer to God, or is it just something that I'm doing ultimately for myself, or self satisfaction, or my pride, or just a routine, or, or like yeah. So because just like like there's good in everything, there can also be bad in everything. That's a pessimistic attitude. Yeah, that's. But it's true. But and I mean, what do you think about like, I mean, like as one of them, you could prioritize like family and friends. Why would that like necessarily be a bad thing, or how can you make that like? How can you put that over Christ? Like, in how a way? can your fellowship like, especially, like, get in the way? No, like in a way, like you know, like like a mom, for an example. Like mm-hmm. she will always prioritize her kids. Mm-hmm. How can that be like a negative thing? Ever? Oh, I hear that too in like relationships where they tell you, "Oh, but you gotta love God first. And then you hear like, things like, "Oh, like I love you more than anything else in the world." Like, no, <laughs> you gotta love God first and more than them. Yeah. So, you can put God in all of your relationships and all of your friendships, and then that way, like. You're always, like, he is the pinnacle of everything that you do, yeah. right? But then, to answer your question about, like, how can I love someone more than 
What was your question? Like, how can I love someone more? Like, than good things, like prayer, family, and yeah. friends. Yeah. So, it depends because you can really, like, say, for example, you have a friend that you're really close to and you love, but then they're taking you away from, like, Christ. Or they're putting you in environments that are, like, they're not most beneficial to your spiritual life. Yeah. Then I know, like, yeah, maybe, like, I'm a little bit too attached to this thing. Um, you hear stories in, like, in the Synoxarium of Saints who, was it, was it St. Justina? I may be wrong. I don't think it was. I think it was someone else who um, the governor, like, ultimately took her father and he was like, okay, like, become, worship the idols. And she was really upset that he chose to worship the idols instead of, like, forsaking his life for Christ. It, it just depends what you're doing. Like, if you're going to, if this relationship is going to sacrifice my prayer life, my relationship with God, then I know it's not a good relationship, even if it's your own father or mother. Yeah. Like, we hear stories all the time of people in the Middle East who, like, they're born Muslim and they grow up Muslim and they find Christ. And then, they're for, like, their whole family is, like, forsaken. They, like, forsake their whole family and they're, like, literally kicked out of their whole culture and everything because they left Islam and for the sake of Christ, right? So if that person loved their parents so much to the point that they were willing to, like, just stand pat, like, I don't want to lose my dad, I don't want to lose my mm -hmm. mom because, like, I love them and, you know, I'd rather do that than this, that's a perfect example of someone who is, um, like, loving family, friend, whatever it is, more than God. Yeah, right? but those are, like, bad relationships. What about the good ones? Like, the ones that aren't pushing you away from God, mm -hmm. but, like, subconsciously you find yourself prioritizing those relationships over God. Give me an example. Like, like Claudine, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I love Natalie so much. That <laughs> so <she's>, much. <laughs> that, that I've prioritized her over God in my life. What do I do now? Okay. Wow. I'm sorry, Natalie. <laughs> so, it's tough, like, just generally speaking, but I think... Like St. Anthony says, moderation in all things. So, mm -hmm. so I struggle with this more than anyone. It's like having a schedule and like not doing something too much, right? So if you're like waking up in the morning, the first thing you want to do is kind of text Natalie <laughs> and Natalie, like you want to text Claudine. Good morning. Right? <laughs> then like maybe there's there should be a point where you feel like you kind of need to step back and reflect a little bit yeah. just so you start off your day with Christ, stuff like that. So... I mean, but friendship is a beautiful thing, right? If it's a good friendship, mm -hmm. like iron sharpens iron. So you guys, yeah. like the point of relationship, the point of like being social, like God created Adam and then he also Eve, Eve right? Yeah. Because there's that social aspect that's very important. So as long as you're bringing out the boast in each other yeah. and you can point out each other's weaknesses as well in love. So, yeah, I, that probably didn't answer your question. No, 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 no that, that was good. good. Um, there's another God that we can have in our lives lowercase g that i wanted to talk about because i thought of it like two minutes before we started this episode and it was like others opinion of yourself oh right? i like that because like you get so preoccupied with oh i gotta wear this because that's what they're like because they're gonna think yeah. this or i'm gonna i have to do this or that um that god is kind of one you gotta struggle with for a long time but what do you think are how do you involve God uppercase G <laughs> with that lowercase G God to kind of overcome it? It's a good question. So, like, you have another God in your life. Mm -hmm. How, like, how do you get rid of that God? Yeah. To shorten it down. <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten rid of that God yet. Like, we all have yeah. lowercase G's. G's in our life. <laughs> um, I think... Um, 
First of all, it's understanding that whether you have good thoughts or bad thoughts about yourself. Like if I'm in a room with people mm-hmm. and I feel like, oh, yeah, everybody's looking at me because like, look how like they think I'm handsome. They think like <laughs> I got it all right. Obviously, that's pride, right? It's very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even recognizing that even the negative thoughts are pride, right? Because I can be assuming that like I'm in a room and someone looked at me the wrong way, right? Or I can be assuming that this person said this thing in this tone because they don't like me right whatever it is Mm -hmm. and that's all making it like about me like oh yeah every time i go somewhere it's always like about me and the devil is like feeding into the narrative of like yeah see he does that person doesn't like you or like you're so awesome it's always the two extremes um so one is like it's it's hard but i think at the root of it is having humility and knowing that you are just like there's nothing like extremely special about like about you mm-hmm. to where like everywhere you are everything has to be about you mm-hmm. like you need to kind of get over yourself a little bit and then the second thing which is i think is the most important is um like knowing what god says about you like who are you first i need, I need to know who god is and then if i know who god is then i like i will learn about who i am because i'm made in his image and his likeness and then once I know that and I'm firm in that stance and that, know- that knowledge, anything else that someone else says about me is like irrelevant and it doesn't matter as much, right? Mm-hmm. N- not that you're not ignorant and um, you're not like able to listen to other people's like, opinions because your father's confession, your parents, your siblings, those people will like bring out the best in you because they'll point out your weaknesses. But for the most part, in a healthy way, like anyone else in society, whether it's a stranger or a person, like a coworker that's not like kind to you or a classmate who's just like rude or you know whatever it is you know your identity so it doesn't matter what other people really say about you yeah yeah so you and just sorry no go ahead yeah you just have to find like the right sources to listen to mm-hmm. is what you're trying to say right feed your mind with good things like feed mm-hmm. your mind with 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 the scripture like a bible reading consistently like read the old testament see how god interacts with his people read the new testament see how god interacts with sinners people that are struggling um like just know more about god like i said because the more you immerse yourself in knowing about who he is the more you're gonna know like who you are and then um like everything else becomes a little bit less murky right if that means you're driving to school instead of listening to like normal music or whatever it is like maybe have like the egg bay in the background or have uh, a podcast you like to listen to mm-hmm. or a sermon recently or now during lent there's like recorded lent readings all the prophecies of the day in the gospel if you can't read it like just try to feed your mind with good things and by doing that you're also kind of eliminating and getting rid of other things that are not as fruitful in your life so you your mindset will slowly start to change that's my guess yeah <laughs> um yeah so going back to what you were saying like how like the whole friendship example and how you were saying like like, Claudine's so obsessed with me, like, I should bring God into that, um, into that friendship, so I had, like, a thought, mm-hmm. light bulb, right, and how, like, how can we, like, avoid putting God, like, to the side, like, where I'm, I have Claudine as a priority, and I have God as a priority, you Like, know? you can't have two people in first place. Like, you, you can't. can't serve two masters. Yeah, you'll, oh, that's not better. Yeah. yeah, Matthew six twenty. First, I want to know why Claudine is so obsessed with you. I know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah, you know, have you met Natalie? (laughs) I haven't. Nice to meet you. Um, Honestly, it's really hard because, like, that, 
it's something I think a lot of people spend their whole life trying to get to that point. Like some yeah. people figure it out and or or they they pursue it. They pursue God being first in everything that they do. And then like everything else falls secondary to them, right? Like seek first the kingdom of heaven and then all of these things shall be added unto you. Um that's ideal. I think it's just like I, so something I've been struggling with recently is the desire to do something good, right? So maybe I'm lazy and I don't want to get out of bed mm-hmm. and pray. Maybe I'm lazy I don't want to read my Bible. Maybe I'd rather just like, you know, watch some basketball and just relax instead of like asking about someone or doing whatever. And it's like, God, I don't even have the desire sometimes to do the things that I know I'm supposed to do. So how do I like make you first in everything that I do, right? I think if you naturally take the first step, which takes, a, like, it's going to take effort, but with prayer, then, like, God will change your desires. Then when you're doing anything, right, outside of whatever you're, like, if you're, um, if you're at church, if you're at school, if you're at work, but you start off your day with Christ, and you're really making an effort by listening to, like, sermons, you're reading your Bible, you're, you're trying to pray, He'll change your desires more and more to where everything you do isn't like with the focal point of him right Mm -hmm. then when you're like you have more of an inclination to ask about someone when you see a person on the street or a homeless person you automatically think about like christ and the scriptures and what he says so your whole mindset just changes with everything that you do you know yeah yeah. that makes sense so so maybe the desire for some people comes easier than others to do like to get up and pray but i think that comes like over time i think Mm -hmm. grace the more that you put yourself so let's 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 put it this way. If someone wants to like get healthy, mm-hmm. some people have more of an inclination to like go to the gym and they love to eat like healthy foods and stuff. Not me. They love to do those <laughs> they love to do those things, right? Mm-hmm. So they just get healthier. Like and it's easier for them. For someone who doesn't like to wake up early, who doesn't like to go to the gym, who doesn't like to meal prep and do all of those things. And the like they might not like those things. It's funny because a certain priest gives this example all the time. They might not like those things, but there's no denying that those things are good for them. Mm-hmm. And their like their their health overall, right? So I'm saying that even if you don't have the desire to do those things, knowing that those things are good, like maybe by doing them consistently, the desire may come later to where like now I love to go to the gym. Now I love to eat healthy. Now when I eat like a like a greasy pizza slice, I know like it doesn't make me feel good, and I can't like yeah. it doesn't resonate with me as much. Same thing in our spiritual life. Like the more I make the effort. Like, first of all, God sees the effort. So the tiny step you take, like, he's going to, he's going to, like, bless it in abundance. But maybe it gets to a point where because you're healthy now and you're putting an effort into your spiritual life, when you do something that's not good or that's off the mark, it just feels like, doesn't feel right. Yeah. It feels funny. Like, you don't, your stomach may hurt a little bit. <laughs> your, like, conscience meter is a little bit more alert exactly. to what's you're, going on. You're more receptive now to what, like what it means to be healthy and what it means to be unhealthy so you're more careful and then once you know what health feels like like you're you're it's a lifestyle change like now the people i talk to my thoughts my uh my work whatever what i do with my money what all of that changes Mm -hmm. so i think it's just i think god will that's god's grace working in your life but then i mean it's and and guidance is very important because if i don't have guidance i i may feel like something's good a relationship is good, a friendship is good, but it may not be because my I'm so focused on that and not Christ. So guidance is like very important to get someone else's opinion and someone else's um wisdom to help you direct certain decisions in your life to make sure you're not kind of going off the rails. Yeah. 
So obviously, if we were to sit here and list all the other, all the lowercase g gods <laughs> that we could have in our lives, like this episode would never end. Mm-hmm. But I heard something recently, and it really stood out to me. And so basically, what is, how do you when you're approached by a lion, how do you react? I just go up and pet it. Because like she's that. dead. <laughs> how would you react? <laughs> There's nothing around me. I can't even protect myself. Is that what you mean? Yeah, well, like you're, just you, you would only approach room. a lion in a savanna, not in a room. In a savanna. <laughs> in a savanna. I'm, first of all, I'm gonna hope that his belly is already full, so he doesn't want to <laughs> eat anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd probably freak out. <laughs> like, yeah. really, so, I'd probably cry. I'd be like, my I'd life cried. is over. Like, this is it. It's gonna yeah. end the most horrific way possible. God, please, <laughs> just take me now before I get eaten. You would only see it a lion in two places, either in a zoo. Or if you're on a safari in the savannah. Unless you're just walking out, like you said, in the savannah with nothing. You're mm. kind of stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. But in both situations, there's a cage. In, in the zoo, there's a cage on the lion. Mm-hmm. And in the savannah, when you're in that jeep, they cage the jeep. Yeah. He goes, so you always have to have that cage ready. So that when the lion does come, you're protected. And that protection is, you said it. Prayer. Yeah. It's prayer the cage. Yeah. It's a cage. Mm. It's prayer and father of That's profession. That's really good. Yeah. Good job and then he also you. said that the, so the two ways that the devil is portrayed is a lion and a snake. Mm-hmm. And they're polar opposites. Because the lion is very loud and obvious. And the snake is, well, he's a snake. Slide. Like comes like very subtly in. And that's the devil. So you got to stay out of dark areas too. Yeah. And that's perfect because it's just two extremes. Like mm-hmm. negative thoughts may be like loud. Mm-hmm. Right. I might mm-hmm. it might be easy for someone to point out the negative thoughts in my life where or the negative actions like I'm always down. I don't want to go to church. I don't pray. It's like, OK, like maybe like we need to help this person or the person may know that those things aren't good versus the like like a slithery snake. It's like you're doing all the good things you're serving. You um, you are praying like whatever, like all the good things you're doing. And the devil may be like just sneakily like. Like telling you in your ear, like you're awesome. Like look, look how good you are. Like you woke up at seven a.m. to go to church. Wow. Like I wouldn't do that. Like <laughs> you're so awesome, right? And that's that's what happened with like Satan himself was like one of the most glorious angels, and he wanted to be like he got prideful. He wanted to be even more. Like, he wanted to be like God himself. I always hear Abuna saying this. He goes, instead of thanking God for putting him where he is, he's like, no, I gotta be better than you. Yeah, and it's and it's why because when when you're so good, like when you when you're like you're so beautiful, then it's like it's easy for the devil to kind of whisper in your ear. Like say you're this this is what I struggle with, right? So you go through the repentance cycle and confession cycle, and then you know, and then you start to like get some sort of routine where you start to get some consistency. So mm-hmm. before I go to bed, like I might read my Bible. I wake up in the morning, I pray. Right? So you do that for like a couple of two, three days in a row. <laughs> yeah. And that was like, man, you know what? Like, I was wrong about you. Like, you're praying, you're doing all these things. Like, you made it. You know, you, it's like. Good job. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, not at all. Right? So you got to stay out of the extremes. <laughs> yeah. The roaring lion and the slithery snake. So moderation. Slithery. Moderation. moderation. Slithery. slithery. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so how can putting God first transform our lives? I'll no. tell you, I'll tell you no what one's, No one's there yet. It's yeah. a new world. Just talking yeah <laughs> i mean so there's a there's a there's a bishop from africa who just visited he's actually here right now do you know him yeah Emma Bullis? we don't know him personally yeah Sorry, so i got to hear him speak recently and mm-hmm. he um he's a big proponent and advocate of like just put god first in your life and just mm-hmm. see how he works mm-hmm. like we just have so much noise around us like 
all of these things that are lower keys, lowercase g's in our life, right? These are all just like you're turning the volume up and everything's getting more muffled and louder to where you can't see and hear God like working in your life. It's too difficult. Um, and he's a big proponent of take the leap of faith and just let God work in your life and you're going to see. And he just spoke about Elijah. Yesterday he spoke about Elijah and how Elijah was like praying to God for three years for the people to turn back to, or not for three years, but he was praying consistently for the people to turn back to God. He was earning for yearning and pleading for God to like do something for the people to return. And then God stopped it from raining for three years on the people until eventually they all came to the knowledge that this is, this is God. But right when something happened in his life, someone like threatened to kill him, he fled right away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't, didn't you see God working in your life already? Like what makes you feel that you need to flee? Like God is, he literally brought fire from heaven. Like he is God. So I think for, for most people, it's, um, I think this is why God resonates a lot with the widow or someone who's like an orphan or someone who is poor is that they don't have anything. They don't have attachments as much or they don't have like, they don't cling to the things that normal people may cling to. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they have to rely on God more. And because of that, they're able to see God working in their life more. And they're more grateful and they're more thankful and they're more like, their eyes are open to like the world around them, but through the lens of, of God. So I think it's okay to be a little, like during the fast, to be a little bit more hungry, to not fill your bellies. Because then like I'm relying on God to strengthen me. If it's, um, I don't know anything right like it's it's tough to like it's not the, bring examples to my mind i'm, I'm kind of getting like a blank mind but anything you do like just yeah. leaving room leave room to rely on god in faith whatever it is yeah yeah we talked about this once when like having god first or god in your life gives you like he's like for example in your relationships with others like he's the ultimate source of love like god is love and if you have him in your life, you're going to be overflowing in that trait. So you'll never, like, need for love. And we talked about that once. But, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I feel like, well, God is God is love, but he also is a lot of different things. So having him in your life, it's like a, okay, you're going to laugh at me. It's like a toolbox. <laughs> it's like whenever <laughs> you need something, it's there. Mm -hmm. But also don't mistake that for being, like, a vending machine. Like, oh, I need this or I need that. What I mean is, like, having him priority in your life and always praying and, and having a relationship with him allows him to be like your guide in life. I think that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. It, not like constricting God within a box. Mm -hmm. Like he, he's outside of time. He's outside of space. He's like, his ways are different than our ways. Like he sees everything for what like it really is. And we can only see stuff like from right in front of us like we don't know the future we don't know the, like, there's so much we don't know um like when moses split the red sea like the people were probably freaking out like okay you brought us here like now we're gonna die like we should have just stayed in egypt we had all of these things right we yeah. had but when you brought us now we're gonna we're gonna die and god is like no like just have faith like rely on me and when you feel like something's impossible like don't don't worry because i'm god i can do everything he split the red sea in two you know, they're in the wilderness and they're hungry. The manna from heaven. Um, like, that's just two examples. But I feel when... So by when, when you give it up, when you give it up to God, He'll work. Like, you can count on Him to do something. It might not be what you want, but it'll be, like, outside of 
it might be outside of our personal knowledge and understanding, but it'll be for, like, it'll be for what's best. And then when you see him work or create something out of nothing, then there's a little bit more trust. So then in the next circ- next circumstance, I'm able to give it up to him a little bit more because I've seen him work in my life. So it's a relationship. It's a, you're building a relationship. Mm-hmm. You're growing in knowledge and you're growing in faith and trust. So and it just kind of, it's like a rolling effect. Um, you brought up Moses as an example, and I feel like it's important to understand that when we're talking about all these things on how to put God first and all of that, it's not going to happen overnight. Because, like, the Israelites, when they were in the desert, like, they got the pillar of fire, they got water coming out of the stones, and they still went and worshipped idols Yeah. after. So, yeah, no one's perfect. <laughs> no one's perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect, and you can keep struggling with it. And I know, I can't even pick one Abuna who said it. Like, they all say it. There's like, like when you continue to struggle with something, as long as there's a struggle, God sees that. And that's what's important is that you keep trying. You don't just be like, oh, well, there it yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he still like he was still wanting to, to lead Israel. Like he loved Israel. He still mm-hmm. loves like his people. Um, so, yeah, like and God came for the sinners, not for like the righteous in a sense. So, Yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. Shukran very much, Jacob. And shukran very much to all of you beautiful friends who tuned in and listened. Please follow us on all of our social media sites, which you can find in the show notes, to either receive updates or send in questions. Or you can visit our website, which is also in the show notes, to send in questions or even suggest topics. Shukran very much for listening. Shukran, guys. Thank you. Claudine and Natalie, awesome.